And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Uh, another day working from home. Uh, another day. No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network, a fine network. It's Friday, August 4th, 2023. This is The Drop. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me, it's the bearded one. It's my top shot hot boy. It's Trey Kirby. hey yo, hey yo. And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen. He's always working from home. <laughs> Super producer, J.D. Hello. There he is. And here we are. No Tassie. He's extended. The little family vacation. One more day. Why not? It's the dog days of summer. In fact, we have a dog in this very classic factory (laughs) just over yonder (laughs) snoring away, sleeping on a couch, lights out, because there's nothing going on really in the NBA world. Yeah, this uh, this dog is emblematic of the industry we're covering here, Skeets. Uh, We were pretty quiet, you know, pre-show, just having normal chats. The music starts up, we get a little bit louder and... Still not a flinch no, from Cosmo. No, no, that dog's that dog is out right now. Uh, shout out to the stream team though, joining us live on YouTube, looking a little more alive. Hopefully, like the vid, comment away, and subscribe to No Dunks. We just hit eighty-two thousand. We are marching to hundred k. I want to get there before opening night of next season. Go get your No Dunks merch if you haven't done that over at NoDunks.com. Hoodies and T-shirts and mugs and hats. We got it all. Tank tops for the summer. If you haven't fired up and listened to the latest No Bunts with Larry French, that's our guy. Got us in a club once. Uh, (laughs) This was such a fun podcast. Tass and Joel, (laughs) he was there (laughs) in Taiwan. Chilling. Yeah, talking to longtime camera operator Larry French. He used to work on the starters back in the day. He works for the Braves. He's done like every sport imaginable. This guy has stories for days, and uh, we... Made sure this No Bunts episode not only went up in the Athletic Baseball Show feed, but we had it in No Dunks. And uh, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to it yet, TK, but uh, it's so good. Like, he's such a great storyteller, and he's done everything. I love this guy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I love this he's guy. He's so awesome. You know, I feel like he always shows up when you least expect him, even though you should expect it when yeah. you go to a Braves game. But, you know, there's what? 30,000 people. How many people go to a baseball game? 20,000? Yeah, there's a lot of – there's thousands of people there, but yep. somehow – Larry always finds you, and you always find Larry. That's true. <laughs> it's amazing. It's true. So uh, I highly encourage you. I mean, you might see it. You might go, no, Bunce, ah, baseball. Listen to this one. It's just Tass asking questions to, again, uh, our friend Larry French, who's uh, just 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 a delight. Uh, I think you'll like it. It was – I couldn't believe how long it went. I know. Yeah. But then I saw people in the comments like, 
Oh, uh, I wanted another hour for you <laughs> because uh, uh, he just has so many stories. Uh, so go check that out. No bunts in the no dunks feed. Uh, I have to ask you because you were on vacation, uh, you know, a mini vacation. Mini you went vacation. away with the fam to sort of like a, a cottage or cabin, whatever you want to call it. Um, you were on a pond. Did you have any success when it came to the fishing? I had the exact kind of success I was hoping for, Skeets. I told Matt, I told you on the show last week, I knew I was going to catch some fish. Yeah. But I wanted to catch a big old bass. Mm -hmm. And ladies and gentlemen, I caught a giant bass. Wow. We got the photo here on YouTube. You ain't kidding. That's a big boy right there. I weighed it 5.46 pounds. Ooh, wow. let's round up. Five and a half yeah, pounds. Yeah, I call it five and a half. Uh, I'm calling that my best bass ever. Um, okay. Because the other big one I caught recently didn't have a scale with me. I know it was over five pounds just Ooh. from the look and the feel of it, but this one is locked in and definitely bigger than anything I caught when I was a young boy. So, <laughs> yeah, this happened about uh, two hours into our trip. Oh. All the girls had gone inside. I got the fish on the line. Laura! Laura! Big one! Big one! Big one! I'm like rolling really like crazy. They got come sprinting out as if something bad happened. Right. Uh, no, but something great happened. Uh, big old fish. Oh, so this happened though early in the trip. So and early. And they're trying to obviously match it or beat it the rest of the trip and uh, I guess came up a little short slash small. Yeah, yeah, short slash small. Okay. Um, all the other fish I caught were probably one pound oh. a piece. Okay. Maybe, uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe not even. So that's all I was expecting to catch, except for I guess there was one big boy out there. So you did not keep this big boy, though? I'm not a fish keeper. Okay, okay. Well, I also you, didn't know what I would do with it. Well, you, you know, talked like about, we were, uh, talk about framing it or something. Yeah, but, yeah, but also, okay, first of all, I don't know what you would even Google for that. <laughs> fish plasticizing? Number two, we're on vacation, so I don't know where I'm just going to keep a fish. Yeah. You know, throw it in the Yeti cooler. That was filled with pub sub skates. I couldn't do anything about it. Uh, so, yeah, couldn't keep it. Well, we might as well just buy, uh, what was it called? Uh, a big mouth uh, Billy Bass? Or yeah. Was it? yeah, yeah I got, the, the talking fish, the singing fish? I've got two of those in my basement. <laughs> Of course. Yeah, but it's because everybody bought them in the 90s and 2000s. Yes. Put them in their basements. Then I started catching fish again. They're like, oh, Trey's going to want this big mouth Billy Bass. And suddenly I got so many Billy Bass. Okay, excellent. Excellent. All right, we'll bring one into the uh, studio. All right. I guess we got two all of right. them. Uh, all right. Like we said, not a lot going on in the NBA world in terms of news, but we have a fun idea here. A few weeks ago, NBA win totals. For the 2023 and 24 season, they were posted. Now, on today's show, on today's drop, we're not going to go through and discuss and place bets on every single team. We're going to save that content for October, when we usually do about two episodes. We'll do an Eastern Conference, we'll do a Western Conference, where we'll go through every single team, over, under, debate it with each other, you know, make our favorite bets and all that. But I thought we could go through... All of the over-unders here, look at them by division, let's say, and maybe you or me, we could pick one or two within each division where you're like, ooh, that's tasty, or that's perplexing, or that's a smash that because that's an over or an under. You know what I mean? Just a, like an appetizer to the, to the main course later in October when it comes to these <laughs> over-unders. We will be using BetMGM's odds uh, for this as well. I know they differ a little bit. Sportsbook to sportsbook. And uh, as you'll see when we get to the Western Conference, there is one team that is off the board. They don't have an over Only one, though. Take a wild guess what team that is. Um, but let's start in the Eastern Conference, the Atlantic Division. If you're joining us here again on YouTube, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
Uh, we've put together some graphics to make this a little easier to follow. But for you podcast listeners, I'll read it out. Over, under, win totals, Atlantic Division. Again, all of these coming via BetMGM. Celtics, 53.5 wins. Sixers, 50.5 wins. The Knicks, 43.5 wins. And the Nets and Raptors, both at 37.5 wins. So, Trey, again. We're not going to go through every team, but what's the tastiest one to you on the board here when it comes to the Atlantic Division? The top two honestly stuck out to me. Celtics, 53.5. Sixers, 50.5. Okay. I want to go under on both of them. I don't think that will happen. Like, one of these teams will win 50 games, I imagine, between the Celtics and the Sixers. But I feel like things have changed for both teams. I guess nothing's really changed for Philadelphia yet, but it seems like it will, and that's Mm -hmm. part of it to me. Either they're going to have James Harden coming in, upset that he hasn't been traded, which could be tough, or they're going to actually pull off the trade before the season happens mm-hmm. and they have no James Harden. The guy led the league in assists last year. He's not MVP James Harden, but he's still a good player who helps their team. They also lost George Niang uh, in the offseason, so the depth will be hampered a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm a Maxi fan, but I don't know how he would fare as the number one perimeter guy alongside Joel Embiid. And then Embiid himself is a question mark. 68 games played and 66 games played the last couple of seasons. That's great That's health good. for yeah. Joel Embiid. Yeah. Can you count on that again? Who knows? Uh, either he's going to pace himself to be fresh for the playoffs because as he's been playing more during the regular season – Seems like he's wearing out even more in the postseason, and that's going to be the next goal for the Sixers now that Embiid has his MVP. So I'm a little, I'm a little down on the Sixers uh, this offseason, and then the Celtics. I think they're just dealing with the biggest change they've had to their core since Kyrie Irving left the team in 2019, with Marcus Smart going out, Chris Stapps, Porzingis going in. Right, they're losing their defensive identity from Marcus Smart. They're losing his playmaking as well. He's obviously an emotional leader on that team. Porzingis is an injury risk, certainly. He was great for the Wizards last season, but that's definitely something to factor in here. The thing with the Celtics, though, they won 57 games last year, so they could even take a step back here and still go over, which I think is actually what they did uh, last season. I don't really remember, but both of those just seem like one of those teams is going to come under. Uh, either the yeah. Celtics or the Sixers. I guess I would guess the Sixers. That's what I would too, because yeah. I saw the 53 and a half for Boston. And I was like, wow, that seems kind of low, almost low because you're right. The big question mark is how does Porzingis fit, but top seven on this team, good as any in the league, right? When you're talking, obviously Tatum, Jalen Brown, who just got the bag, Porzingis now, White, Brogdon still there. And then the two bigs in Horford and Time Lord. That's a really good seven. They still got a bunch of white guys. <laughs> they got their Pritchard, they got their Hauser, they got their Cornette, and then they've brought in O'Shea Brissett, uh, Delano Banton, I believe there, Jordan Walsh, who they're really high on, looked good in Summer League. Um, and I've said this before, I love, I'm really intrigued with Charles Lee and Sam Cassell joining Joe Missoula's staff there, especially Charles Lee, what he might implement defensively, I think, could be fascinating. Is it sort of a, a Bucks-like drop coverage, and, and does that unlock something? Yeah, they lose smart. Um, but they're still going to be a solid defensive team, I think. So I think, yeah, 57 last year, 51 the year before that. So you're right, I believe they hit the over last year. I just think they're they're so good that that's still like a 55-win-ish team to me. Yeah. Uh, again, with that continuity. Yeah, definitely, but definitely. Yeah, so that one I was like, oh, okay. Um, and then the Raptors, just quickly, 37 and a half. The disrespect. Uh, the, the, the lowest here, tied with the Nets in the Atlantic Division. 
But that's a big, and I just went on uh, the No Cap Room podcast with Dan Devine. We did a deep dive on the Raptors, if you want to go listen to that. Uh, part of Yahoo Sports there, the Ball Don't Lie blog. It's like, how's it going to work? How's it going to work with Scotty Barnes as your as your go-to guy? Uh, is Siakam there? Probably at this point. Probably. Those rumors have died down. Uh, but can they get back to being a defensive team? If they are, then I think they sort of hit that 37.5 over. But it's like such a, like, you know, they give Scotty Barnes the ball. He's the point guard. Let's say it's a rough start. Let's say it's a bad first three weeks. It's like, how long do they roll with it? Mm-hmm. You know, like, do they like, no, we got to give them the chance here. Or do they sort of panic and uh, pivot and in either, you know, leaning towards a Schroeder as just like your starting point guard or even going and trying and getting one. So that's like, that's why I can see that number where it is. Yeah, what if oh, the Raptors have won more than 38 games a lot of yes, times? Yes. Uh, basically, since the 2021 season when they were they were playing in Tampa at that point, right? Yeah, I think they were. Um, and uh, Lowry, I suppose, was gone as well, um, or was leaving. Whatever. Uh, the Raptors, yeah, it's hard to figure. Uh, I think it's hilarious. Them and the Bulls, the exact same over under. So mm-hmm. that's gonna be my question: Who gets the more wins between the Bulls and the Raptors? Well, let's go to the Central Division. Right. Yes, uh, the Bucks lead the way in the Central Division. They're over under 52 and a half. You got the Cavs at 49 and a half. The Bulls, there they are, just like the Raps at 37 and a half. Pacers right behind them uh, at 36 and a half. And then the Pistons bringing up the rear in the Central Division, 27 and a half. Uh, Detroit's at. So yeah, start with your Bulls here. Um, you said who's going to win more games, Bulls or Raps? Is that the bet we're going to be placing? I think we got to. Yeah, I think coming you're right. in with the same over under. Bulls won 40 and 46 games the last two seasons. They added uh, Javon Carter. They added Torrey Craig. Last year, they went 13-9 and when Patrick Beverly came to the team. Hmm. Literally having a point guard who knows how to play point guard was all that mattered. For the Bulls, they were like a top 10 defense in the league. So I think 37.5 is a little bit low for the Bulls. But, you know, I'm a homer, so... I think they're going over just like you think the Raps are going over. Well, yeah, to use like what you were just talking about, like uh, particular players uh, obviously increasing your chances of winning. Same thing with Pirtle. When he came to the Raps, they were like a much, much better team because they had a defensive big back there. I think they went 15-10, and 10, maybe 15-11 and 11 if you're going to count the play-in loss. So, you know, that's well over a 37-and-a-half yeah. win team. That's well over a 38-win team. So, um, yeah, we will see which one is for real. Any other ones there in the Central that, like, surprised you or – you know, you're like, ooh, that's a little tasty. I really like the Pacers over. They're only at 36 and a half wins. They went 35 and 47 last season, and Tyrese Alliburton played eight games after the All Star break. Wow. Yeah. Pretty that's impressive. They won 35 games last year. I said it out loud right now, and it seems crazy to me. <laughs> Double check that. 35 and 47. Wow. What's up with this line? Then? Yeah. What's up with strange. this line? That then? is a little strange. I mean, I guess. Did the Eastern Conference get a lot better? I don't know. I guess we're kind of assuming like. Damian Lillard is likely coming yeah. east, so maybe that makes the Heat a better regular season team. Sixers are about the same, maybe losing Harden. Bucks are the same team. Yeah. Celtics are the same team with Porzingis added in. They're going to be good as well. I guess the Nets will probably take a step back we didn't talk about. But yeah, I like this uh, over for the Pacers because they were good last year. Tyrese Halliburton's going to be playing on Team USA. So he's going to be in rhythm. You see a lot of guys take another leap forward uh, when they have that national team experience. Plus, they added Bruce Brown, Obi Toppin, and Jarris Walker. They addressed the biggest need they had, the four spot. I think Brown and Toppin will both 
be solid playing next to Halliburton and Matherin and Buddy Heald running the court and Duncan and Brown, I'm sure, will handle the ball quite a bit. So I'm up on the Pacers as long as Halliburton's healthy. Yeah, the Pacers to me seem like one of the sexiest picks, like for one of those teams to like sort of that, yeah, sort of level up, right? And I feel like the Thunder in the Western Conference, I know we'll get to them, maybe are in the same boat. Uh, Detroit's interesting too at only 27 and a half. I saw that line before, maybe it was on another sports book uh, a week or so ago, at 23.5, and, and I really like that number. 27.5, I think they figured it out there at BetMGM because Detroit hasn't won more than 23 games since 2018-19 campaign, and we obviously saw Dwayne Casey get fired after the 17-65 and 65 record this past season. Monty Williams comes in here, you know, uh, which... Uh, He's got an incredible win percentage, like over the last couple of years. Obviously, a good team, but they lost Cade Cunningham last year. Mm-hmm. After what? Like he played like less than fifteen games, if I remember. It was twelve games. It yeah. was not a lot, and not that they were like, you know, lighting it up when he was in there. But I mean, he's a great, great player, and he's a table setter. Well, we think he is, we'll and see. I believe we'll he see. is. Um, so that number just intrigued me with the new coach, with some like, okay, we've got a lot of talent now. Let's start trying to win. I think they're going to be flirting with that is what I'm getting at. Um, you know, I love it at 23 and a half. I don't love it as much at 27 and a half. But we always have in the NBA season a couple teams that are sub 30 wins. Like there was four last year. Hornets, Pistons, Rockets, and Spurs. I actually went and checked. The average number of teams to win fewer than 30 games over the last five full seasons, full seasons, so get rid of those two that were a little short, is 5.8. So about six teams per season, are under 30 wins. Yeah. It's actually a little bit more than uh, I would have thought before I looked at uh, checked again over the last five full seasons. So I guess my point is here, there's going to be some of these teams that you like. You always want to talk yourself into like, oh, yeah, they were bad, but they're going to be much better. Like you can put them down for 10 more wins. It's like, well, either that's not going to be the case with some of these squads mm-hmm. or some of these good teams, like borderline good teams, like maybe the Raptors or Bulls for crying out loud, like really, really struggle. And they're one of those really bad teams. So. Yeah, I don't know. I'm torn on this Pistons 27 and a half line. I but would say definitely under. Definitely under. I don't huh? think they, they didn't add anybody. Ugh, they well, added Monty well. Williams, and they're hoping Cade Cunningham uh, plays more than 12 games. He was bad in his 12 games that he played last he year. Um, so, I don't know. It just seems like they're coming in basically the same as last year. Some of these teams got to be the worst teams in the league, and I think the Pistons are one of them. Okay, yeah. okay. Let's move on to the Southeast Division. Over-under win totals. Uh, the biggest number here in this division right now is the Miami Heat at 48.5. Now, obviously, it's the whole Lillard situation here. Is that is that <laughs> is that baked into that number? Not at all. Who knows? Hawks at 42.5. Kaka. Magic, 35.5. Hornets, 31.5. And, and we can go lower, people. Wizards <laughs> at 24.5, which uh, is the worst in the Eastern Conference. Um, funny little conference here, uh, division, excuse me, here. That's a funny one. Yeah, what jumps out to you? The, the Heat is interesting. They've only won 48 games once since Jimmy Butler showed up. They played at a, a pace that would have been 48-plus wins uh, during the pandemic season, but right. they lost two starters, and they haven't done the Dame trade yet. Like, it hasn't happened yet. This is a team that wants to be their best in the postseason they did have a, a year where they led the Eastern Conference in wins. I think they got to 51 yeah. uh, that season, but that doesn't seem the way the Heat generally operate. So they've taken a step back as of now. It feels like the Dame trade will happen at some point, but maybe it has to go into the season. You know, he's under contract for quite some time, and it's easy to see 
Jimmy Butler taking time off until Dame mm-hmm. shows up. So I think I would probably go under on the Heat. 48 wins isn't a ton for a team that we just saw in the finals. Made two finals in four seasons, but I would guess under. Just because I don't think they care about the regular season. Yeah, I know. Well, look, yeah. And with the whole Damian Lillard situation, I keep saying it's going to happen this week. I guess the week is not over. When does the week end to you? Is it Friday or is it uh, Sunday? Sunday. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So we got the weekend for yeah. Damian Lillard still to be traded to Miami Heat. Uh, then, then, it's, then it's interesting, yeah, whether obviously people would be – I think if he goes there – People will be smashing this line, and it will oh, like yeah. it will increase by like five right away. Sure. Right, it'll jump to like fifty three and a half. Um, I think the disrespect on the Hawks is a little fascinating here. Um, Forty two and a half—that's pretty low because Quinn Snyder comes in halfway, you know, last year or uh, not even. He's going to have a full, obviously, camp and you know a really good chance to implement what he wants to. They are a good team. They made some moves. They're they're probably not even done. I don't know. Forty two and a half seems. Seems disrespectful to me. <laughs> I, I, like, the only Not way to for the Hawks, it. though. I mean, remember how long they went where they couldn't win or lose two straight games <laughs> yes, in a row? Yeah, they need some consistency. <laughs> and they didn't do anything. Like, their biggest ad is getting a full season of Quinn Snyder. Yeah. Well, he ain't you, playing. You don't think, uh, I mean, you're right. You want to be like, oh, we added this, we added that, we didn't lose a lot. But there is something to continuity. We've seen it before, at least. They traded their longest tenured guy. <laughs> John Collins. Yeah. yeah, they finally got rid of him. They uh, added two guys whose last name are Matthews. Spelled different. Garrison Matthews oh and Wes Matthews. Garrison Matthews. I had forgotten about Garrison Matthews finding his way oh, to Oh, Gary Bird meet Harry the Hawk. Yeah. Ooh. That is exciting. That'd be a fun um, short if they want to have some content with that. <laughs> I'm with you. I think they should go over. The I Hawks think so. should win 43 games. That's not a ton of wins. No. That's basically playing 500 basketball and getting two Trey Young game winners. But I think the Hawks will probably win 42 games oh, or 41 games. Perfectly 500. Yeah, well, exactly. They're, uh, Vegas is assuming they win one, lose one, win one, yeah. lose one, win one, lose yeah. one, and then get very, very close. To, I don't know. I, I like the over on, on the Hawks, and I'm not just saying that because we're here. And just what about the Wizards at that very, very low 24 and a half? If it, would you really lean towards they're going to be one of the worst teams in the league? They have no problem being one of the worst teams in the league. And you would go under or? I probably would go over. I think the Wizards are going to be better than the Pistons. I don't know if that's a take. Okay. No. I don't think that's a take that anybody cares about. But they've got three like legit players in their starting lineup between Kuzma, Jordan Poole, and Tyus Jones. DeLon yep. Wright is still around. They've still got like quality players. They're just going to luck into a few wins, I believe, at least early in the season. We'll see if they end up making moves uh, come trade deadline time. That's what we're always saying about the Wizards. But yeah. I don't know. They've got too many pros around to, I think, be the worst team in the East. I wonder... Is it possible that the Wizards pull off what the Jazz did a little bit this last season where it's sure. like they surprise a bunch of people, they look a little bit more competent than you would thought, and then they go, oh, hold on. Um, we don't want to be this, like, this good. Like, it's like, I mean, obviously the Jazz made some moves, and they and they want it to be bad because they're like, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I wonder if you could see that a little bit with the Wizards, if they if they surprise at all. This is the Wizards we're talking about here. I mean, Hey, 35 wins last year. I mean, they're going to have a bunch of guys that are going to score a ton, but... Uh, you know, are they going to stop anyone will be the real cue. Uh, we'll see. Uh, that's the Eastern Conference. I said we're going to move with some pace here. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to look at the tasty over-unders when it comes to the Western Conference. Don't go anywhere. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang-loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. 
therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, still here in the Classic Factory on a Friday. This is the drop. And yes, Cosmo the dog is still fast asleep over on the couch. Uh, Okay, we've done the Eastern Conference, sort of made our way through all of the over-unders, at least showed them to you all, and uh, picked out a few that we debated a little bit there, too, I'd like to see. Uh, Let's do the same in the West. We'll start with the Northwest Division, where the champion Denver Nuggets reside. Over-under win totals, all these come in by way of BetMGM. Nuggets! Uh, That's a typo. (laughs) That's supposed to be 54 and a half. That's my bad. That's my bad. I'm going over 50 and a half, though. Um, Wolves, 43 and a half. Thunder, 43 and a half. Jazz, 35 and a half. And there it is, the Blazers. They are off the board because we are waiting to see Damian Lillard get traded this weekend, according to me. Um, So, yes, that's Nuggets, 54 and a half. My bad. Hopefully that's my only typo here. Um, What do you think? I... I think I'm going to regret it, but I want to go over on the Timberwolves. Okay, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> 42 and 40 last year. I was like, I know Carl Towns didn't play a whole bunch last season. Only 29 games. Unfortunately, they were only 15 and 14 when he was on the court. Right. So it didn't really boost my case. Like, well, if they get a healthy season from Towns, maybe they'll be way better than 500. No, they were just about a 500 <laughs> team last year, but... I think they're going to be better in year two than they were in year one. They're basically running it back. They've got seven players doing World Cup stuff. I right like now, that. I do like that. Which I think is, you know, helpful to get just stay in rhythm, that kind of stuff. We know Rudy Gobert is shooting three pointers now. Made one, said it felt like he lost his virginity. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> three pointers are so sweet. <laughs> So, you're going uh, so, so yeah, Rudy Gobert shooting threes is why I'm over on the Wolves. No, I'm kidding. I'm an Anthony Edwards believer. I don't love that he changed his number to number five. He's a classic number one guy to me as mm. a number one pick. He carries himself as a number one. So I don't know. I just have to imagine that the Wolves won't be as dramatic as they were last season. These guys were punching each other yeah. on the sidelines during the playoffs. They also made it to the playoffs last year. They were a top 10 defense last year, which seems strange because we talked about how it didn't look like Rudy Gobert had, had a huge effect uh, on the Timberwolves, but they ended up playing okay. So 
it's tough to throw in with the Timberwolves sometimes, yeah. but I'm in on the over. 44 okay. wins. They should be able to win 44 games. They've got a ton of talent. They they do. Uh, I think it was, who was it? Was it Bruce Brown of the Nuggets, obviously formerly of the Nuggets at this point, saying the Wolves were their toughest out? Gave them the toughest in the playoffs. time in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. A little shot there at the Phoenix Suns, I think, but uh, okay, whatever. Um, yeah, the Wolves and Thunder both at 43 and a half. There's going to be a lot of people going over. On one of those teams, if not both of them, because I feel like the Thunder, they are a sexy pick for people. They are a team that has obviously talent, some depth. Chet Holmgren suddenly in this lineup uh, as a big that can stretch the floor, can give them some rim protection. And it's just like, you just think, people are like talking themselves. I'm hearing people going as far as saying like, you watch. Thunder are going to be in the Western Conference Finals. It's going to shock a lot of people. Like people are going like they're going to be hosting, Ooh. you know, a playoff series, home court advantage. Like wow, if you buy all that and believe in these guys and just that continued growth, which I sort of do, sure, forty-four wins. You're not. That's not asking a whole lot. They were, you know, basically a five hundred team last year. I think yeah. they were forty and forty-two in the end. So you know, you're knocking on that door. I, I see it, but I'm just my my. My reservation is so many people are saying, oh, Thunder are a lock, Thunder are a lock for over, over, hit it, smash it. And it's like, oh, that 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 gives me pause. But uh, I see why both those teams, the Wolves and Thunder, just, there's, you see the talent, you saw, you've seen them at their best, and they look like a really squad team. It's just always consistency with these teams. There's a fly. Yeah, this that's is a like, good one. There's a fly going from my computer to your computer to the table. <laughs> It seems a little drunk and slow, and I think we can. You'll get I think it. one of I us can get, get it. it. Yeah, I'm pretty it's, good at this. I will say though, this fly is playing it pretty smooth here. Never <laughs> landing. Well, just he keeps circulating. <laughs> no, he was perched on my uh, computer, <laughs> and I. Uh, just That's blew a dangerous by me. spot. Yeah. Uh, we'll okay. get it. Nope. Uh, so I, I like, uh, I like the thunder. I will be one of these guys, one of these suckers going uh, thunder over and Nuggets 54 and a half. Just to, to before we move on. You know, you always want to say, like, yeah, they're going to be at the top of everyone's power rankings. They're defending champs. Uh, they lost some of their bench, but they might have some other guys that they just slot in there. You got Jokic and Jamal Murray. I mean, how bad can you be? You're probably, like, in your sleeper 55-win team. But do you ha- – or or will they, like, sort of take their foot off the gas a little bit like they did That's at the end of last, last year. season? Exactly, yeah. 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 They, I mean, they got to 53 wins last year, and that was basically like throwing the MVP for Jokic at the end of this season. Yeah. Like, I do not want this. Let's lose a bunch of games and make it up in the finals. Teams go different ways after they win a championship. Yeah. When LeBron won his first championship with the Lakers or uh, with the uh, with the Heat, they were incredible the season after. That's when they had like the 27 game win streak, if I'm not mistaken. Other teams like the Bucks are like, we won a championship. Let's play it the same way where we're ready for the postseason. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to say uh, which way Denver goes. I don't know. I mean, I would just go – I'm likely would go under so on I, this one. Just, just barely, yeah. yeah. Like, they yeah. could get to 54 wins. Yeah. They could still lead the Western Conference and go under, but I don't know. They could win 60 easily. Yeah. Like, they've got a great team. I also looked, uh, just like I did for the bottom dwellers over the last five full seasons, I looked at the teams to win 50-plus games. Last season, how many teams do you think won over 50 games? 50 or more. Last season? Yeah. Celtics? Sixers, Bucks, Bucks are Nuggets. definitely four. Four? It's actually six. Six. But you named a lot of them. Bucks won fifty-eight uh, games. Grizzlies. Yeah. Um, and then there's one more. I don't have it in front of me. Year before, eight teams over fifty wins. Suns won sixty-four that year. Uh, then we had the two shortened seasons, two thousand eighteen, nineteen. Another eight teams. Bucks won sixty. They led the way. 
Year before that, 17-18, six teams again. Rockets led the way with 65 wins. And then finally in 16-17, we also had eight. Five in the West uh, with the Warriors winning 67 games. Point is there, it's generally it's it's six to eight over the last five years. So like put that you know into consideration when you're doing your over-unders that there's probably going to be about that. And I think that feels right. Especially because now we get... It feels with the, I mean, call it parody or whatever, but it's, we are getting, it feels like we're getting less and less like powerhouse 65 win teams and more, you know, just that 50 to 55 range. We've seen that a couple times in a couple of these conferences. So um, I'm with you. I like the Nuggets over, over 50 and a half that we had on the board accidentally, yeah, yeah, but yeah. but maybe just under that 54 and a half too. Because I think, why wouldn't they do try and do what they did last year? You know, maybe maybe they build a lead again, and they're like, okay, let's just rest up, take it easy as we go into the playoffs. Uh, moving on to the Pacific Division, this one is stacked. It's a chunky division. Oh here. my god! Over under win totals: Suns fifty one and a half, the Warriors forty nine and a half, the Lakers forty eight and a half, the Clippers forty six and a half, and the Kings maybe disrespected at forty three and a half. But holy crap! What a division. I mean, the lowest number here, 43 and a half, is, is pretty wild. Um, yeah, which one of these squads are you circling? This is a tough division to be in and a tough division, I feel like, to pick over-unders because the Suns, Warriors, Lakers, and Clippers are such toss-ups to me because there are such big health concerns with all of those yep. teams. So, I don't know. Let's go talk about a team that didn't have health concerns at all last year, the Sacramento Kings. 43 and a half. That is a low number. But all of their starters last year played at least 73 games. That's pretty rare yeah. to have your least available starter miss nine games in a season. That doesn't happen in today's NBA. It's true. They won 48 games last year. They brought everybody back. They're betting on continuity. So I'm thinking still over. Like, I think they could get to 44 wins. Are they going to be challenging for 50? Probably not because they're in this division. Yeah. And it's going to be a really tough division. So I think Sacramento to me is <laughs> – that's weird to say. Probably the steadiest team here that you can like expect to be the most reliable. Right. Uh, clip this for <laughs> the middle of February. Uh, we'll see how it's going. But I do like the over for Sacramento. I'm with you. I think this is the best thing that could happen to the Sacramento Kings, though, and their fan base and everything. This, this, this blatant disrespect. You know, this was one of the better <laughs> teams in the Western Conference, and then here they are at the bottom of their own division at 43 and a half wins, not a whole lot. Like, what did we just say? The, the, this is the same as the Wolves and Thunder, right? I mean, you put it that way. Again, I, I get it and all that. They're in this tough, tough division, but this is good. They can use it sort of like yeah. uh, for motive. You know Mike Brown is going to print this out and clip it or whatever <laughs> and have it there in their in their locker room or in their practice facility. I, I like that they didn't panic following last season's success. I know a lot of us were like, oh, make a move for a power forward. Oh, okay, get off of Harrison Barnes. And they didn't. And they're like, no, we're going to keep the band together. We're going to bring in the EuroLeague MVP for more shooting. Continuity is our biggest strength. Health was as well. Um, I just want to know, can they evolve a little bit as a defensive team, right? Can they get a little bit stronger on that end? Because if they can, and Mike Brown can implement that a little bit more, they can buy into it a little bit more, then this, then yeah, this is going to still be easily a 44-plus win team, I think. Um, and probably... Honestly, probably flirting with that that 50, just like they did last year. So I, I like the over on this one. Because you said it. Like, Clippers couldn't, would never touch it. I would never bet it in a million years. There's no <laughs> way you can bank on any of those guys playing enough and being healthy. Lakers, unfortunately, you get into the whole AD and LeBron part of it. Same thing. 
Uh, though they looked amazing after yep. the, the trade deadline where they had a whole new squad. And then, yeah, I mean, Suns, I mean, Suns, you think, I think they a lot of people go will go over, yep. yeah, with their uh, new big three. And then the Warriors, I mean, that feels, I, I mean, that's a perfect number, actually, for them, because that's probably right where they're probably going to be. Um, so it's a tough division, I agree with you. Yeah, 44 wins for the Warriors last year. They could not win a road game <laughs> at <laughs> yeah, all last year. Right. They came into the season with the Jordan Poole versus Draymond Green drama, which, as we've found out since the season ended, was kind of hanging over their heads yeah, for the entirety yeah. of the season. But they're like, if Steph goes down for 20 games, they're going under. Same with the Suns. If KD goes under for 20 games, they're probably going under. And that's the case with the Lakers. That's the case with the Clippers. When you're like looking at a Clippers over under and you're like, if they get 50 plus games from Kawhi and Paul George, they got it. Yeah. 50 plus games from Kawhi and Paul George. Good luck. Yeah. Don't hold your breath. Uh, all right. Final division here. The Southwest division over under win totals. Grizzlies, 45 and a half. Tied with the Mavericks, 45 and a half. Pelicans, not far behind them, 43 and a half. And then quite a drop off to the Rockets at 31 and a half and the Spurs at 30 and a half. So, uh, so I was actually wrong there when we were in the Eastern Conference. The Wizards with uh, by far the worst yeah. over-under total at 24 and a half. And then I guess Pistons uh, next there on the board. But what do you think? Southwest Division, who you got? The bottom two numbers are too high. Rockets is way too high. Spurs is way too high. Like, I like Victor Wembanyama. I think he's going to be a great player, but is he worth nine wins immediately? I don't know. That's a lot for a rookie, even yeah. if he's, like, the most hyped rookie we've seen. LeBron's first Cleveland team was still bad. Anthony Davis's first New Orleans Pelicans team was still bad. So, I don't think he's going to make them win nine more games, especially since the Western Conference is still pretty so strong. I also feel the same way about the Rockets. Ten more wins because they added Fred Van Vliet, Dylan Brooks, Jeff Green, and Ime Udoka. Math ain't mathin' to me. Mm, math ain't mathin'. It is a lot. It's a heck of a jump. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if that number's if that number's in your 25 sort of area, then I think you're probably maybe like, ooh, okay, maybe they could flirt with that. Definitely. But that's a jump, no doubt, to uh, to 31 and a half for Denver. This is a, f a weird division, too, when I, when I really step back and look at it. I mean, the Grizzlies... They got the whole John Morant thing. I mean, he's yep. going to miss a massive chunk of the season. Tyus Jones isn't there to be their sort of nominal point guard at that point. So, okay, does that affect them? And the Mavericks, I mean, this team was like the most perplexing team <laughs> of, of all time last season. Um, it's like 45 and a half. And then Pelicans are – Pelicans might have been – they may as well be in the Pacific Division because they're like, does Zion play? Yeah, exactly. If he plays, they're really good. <laughs> and if he doesn't, then they're at a disadvantage. So – it always comes down to that. Like, that's why it's such a crapshoot. It's like, God, you're like betting on, of all the stars, like, who's going to be healthy? Who's going to play? Yeah. Because they have such an impact on the game. But, yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on the Rocket Spurs. They, they've pumped that number a little too high for both of them. If it was, again, like in the mid-20s, then you could talk me into it. But that's a big jump. For, for both of those teams. That's a big jump, and, you know, teams are still good in the Western Conference. They're still going to be stacked. Yeah. Like, you look at this division, they have no teams that are even approaching 50 wins. Like, who do you think is most likely to get 50 wins? The Grizzlies, the Mavericks, or the Pelicans? Jesus. It ain't happening for Houston and San Antonio. Of those three? Um, oh, oh, boy. I guess, I guess the Mavericks? I, <laughs> Interesting. You know, yeah, I didn't sure. say that with a lot of confidence. I, I think but, they should go over. I, their team is better than they were last year. They tanked it away at the end of the season. They obviously had the Kyrie Irving trade, which just 
they couldn't get on the same page, him and Luka, really. They'll have a better chance this year. We're getting to see some classic Luka Doncic's in shape. Oh, Odo's yes. going love, around, love which that. I love that. And I don't know. I don't know if I think – I think the Grizzlies will have a better record, though. They do have Marcus Smart subbing in for John Morant while he's out. Tyus Jones, obviously gone. 56 wins and 51 wins the last couple of seasons for Memphis. And they had pretty bad injury luck last year. Jaron Jackson Jr. missed a huge chunk of time. Brandon Clark, I think, is still out. I don't know if he's even going to be playing this year. He's got an Achilles tear. And Steven Adams missed like 40 games, and he's a hugely important player for them as well. It'll be interesting to see... How they do these 25 games that Jaws suspended, that probably determines their over-under for the year, how well they play then. But I think they can survive with Smart in for him. Yeah, and, and when you think about the Mavericks, what they did, I guess Grant Williams was their big addition, obviously did some work in the draft with uh, Lively the second. Seth Curry is there. Yep. Resigned Kyrie, of course. Resigned Dwight Powell. Uh, Rashawn Holmes comes over. So they tried to like shore up their bigs a little bit, and I think there's more talents. Uh, you know, there's uh, the other Canadian kid, uh, rookie Prosper. I don't know if he gets a chance, but yeah, it's really like Kyrie and Luca and that dynamic. Mm-hmm. Can they get them back to the postseason? I mean, they're banking on that. All right, those are the over unders. Uh, you tell us. You've been telling us here in the stream team uh, a couple of the tastiest ones to you in terms of ooh, you like the over, ooh, hit the under. And like I said, later, later in the uh, summer, really into the fall, when we get closer to the season, we'll go through every single team. Some of these numbers might change and. We'll eventually have a Blazers number, uh, you would assume, at some point. <laughs> Just keeping it off the yeah, whole time. Yeah, keeping it off the board for now. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, let's start wrapping up this drop podcast, though, with some rapid-fire fun. Yeah, J.D., you got the questions. I have the questions, that's right. Um, Guys, a couple of weeks ago, an article dropped on GQ.com with this headline. Spouse out of town? It's time for husband meal. Mm -hmm. You've heard of girl dinner. Now GQ uh, explores what men eat when they're home alone. Now, for the uninitiated, a girl dinner, according to GQ, consists of mostly snackable items that go well with wine, in my mind. Basically, it's a charcuterie board. And a husband meal is essentially anything that is best eaten over the kitchen sink. Like, I'm talking Hot Pockets or frozen burritos. Matt and I already discussed this on Is This Good? But I'm curious, what's your go-to husband meal, Skeets? Uh, thin crust frozen pizza. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, I like to take to the pie skies with my friend the Red Baron, but, <laughs> but I'm Salute. not that picky when it comes to the brand. I like a lot of them, but this is my go-to. The truth is, when Nora is gone, I do eat like complete dog shit, oh, yeah. and uh, I am not a great cook, and I admit as much. So I just eat, yeah, frozen pizzas or, you know, fries and nuggets or tenders from the freezer or, hell, maybe a grilled cheese, maybe Ooh, some macaroni yeah, cheese. I mean, I eat, like a, I eat like a 17-year-old kid. <laughs> like, Nora's convinced, like, if she were to ever leave me, like, I would just waste away. Uh, <laughs> so. I, I remember stopping by uh, your place once when Nora was out of town and you were eating eggs at, like, 930 at night. <laughs> <laughs> I do love eggs. Breakfast, I'm okay. I'm always good. I make my own breakfast. But, uh, yeah, it's the other meals that I <laughs> struggle with. But, no, especially uh, over the kitchen sink part, I, I like that little wrinkle that yeah. you added there, JD, mm-hmm. or GQ did. Uh, thin crust frozen pizza. You know, it's it's flaky. It's crispy. It's yeah, flavor? Four cheese. I know I the mean, Red like, Baron is famous for that. I like them. I do like them all. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm a, like this is controversial. I'm a barbecue chicken guy on a pizza. Yeah, uh, like yeah. I like a sweet pizza, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's some of these uh, hot and honey type sort of drizzles yep, now. Yep, I like yep. that. I'm a, I'm a fan of those. Uh, Nora can't stand them, so that's why. That's definitely why I'm eating them when she's gone. Yeah, because she doesn't want to slice. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So that's my answer for sure. Trent. Uh, if it's a freezer meal, I'm going with 30 pizza rolls covered in hot sauce. <laughs> I know nobody else in the house is eating those pizza rolls. I just tried a buffalo chicken pizza roll. Nah. Nah. And nah. A, pi- a pizza Come roll, on, face a pizza roll like these little... Like, it's like an egg roll, but a pizza, right? Like, uh, that- I mean, I, I think that would be a compliment to the pizza <laughs> roll. Oh, okay. It's like, it's like a little dough pillow. Yeah. You right. know, with yeah. pepperoni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's the super poor man's gnocchi. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Uh, but if it's a call-it-in meal, I'm yeah. calling it in from Wings Mania. Oh, well, yeah. That's my favorite uh, local wing spot. Not Wing Mania. Wings, Wings Mania. Mania. <laughs> which I think is hilarious. <laughs> okay. JD, uh, what about you? Yeah, me, uh, I put a little a little more effort into mine. Um, it's uh, I like to throw a steak onto a charcoal barbecue. So I'm, like, doing work Jeez, here. that's, yeah, dirty yeah, work, too. Well, I'm not really allowed to... I'm not... It's not, like... I'm trying to cut down on my red meat intake, yeah. so if the kids and Rachel are out of town, I'm definitely throwing a steak on the barbecue, Caesar salad, some red wine, and one of my guiltiest pleasures, rice-a-roni, man. Oh. I, I love rice-a-roni for I some reason. I heard you talk about that yeah. one. Is this good? Uh, it's one of my dirtiest secrets. <gasps> I just, I love it. And, I don't know what it and is. And for those that don't know what that is, like just it's, boxed. It's a box. It's instant, basically rice, but it's got little vermicelli noodles in it. Okay. And then there's usually a flavor with it, like chicken or stir fry or Italian. <laughs> Chicken's my go-to. That you just undo the packet and put it. You into undo it. it. It's you like macaroni and cheese. Basically, basically. Yeah, yeah. it's like the macaroni and cheese of, <laughs> of rice dishes. <laughs> Uh, and that's what I have. Yours is a that's a classy meal. I mean, uh, thank nice, you, actually. thank you. That's very good. Uh, take it, take away the rice aroni, and it's actually you know it's a meal that you would serve to somebody. There you so go. yeah. All right, next one. Uh, here's another recent headline. This one comes from the Wall Street Journal. It says people are hiring D-list celebrities to deliver their bad news. That's right. People are using the celebrity messaging site Cameo to do their dirty work. Someone hired William Hung to quit their job 
Someone else hired James Kennedy from Vanderpump to apologize to her sister for calling her a, quote, slutty skeleton. Right before the wedding, too. Uh, Skeets, what celebrity would you want telling you bad news? Uh, Sort of like James Kennedy, now that you've said that in the answer. But uh, I want... I want a very friendly person to give me the bad news. Yes. Uh, preferably, I'd like them to be Canadian. Uh, you know, <laughs> so sure. sure. I'm going, and obviously, they need to be a celebrity to answer the question. So I am going uh, Keanu Reeves. Oh, Ooh, nice yeah. that's good. By all accounts, this guy is like the coolest, nicest Seems celebrity cool. in the world. Totally. So if it was bad news, I feel like if he was on there, it, it would just help me take it and digest it. Yeah. So, very Reeves. warm. Yeah. Personality. He'd look you right in the eyes. Yeah, exactly. He'd, he'd brush his hair away and say. She's leaving, and it wouldn't it wouldn't feel like, like it wouldn't feel like a cameo. Yeah, your your wife is leaving you. You're gonna have to eat a lot of frozen pizza. Um, Cook away, boy. Yeah, he, he he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't be reading the cameo text that this person yeah. has sent yeah, yeah. in this weird uh, <laughs> hypothetical. Nora has sent Keanu Reeves to break up with me and divorce me. Um, Can you imagine? But uh, yeah, I think he'd be great. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Trey, it depends on the news. Either Selma Hayek or Seth Rogen. Okay, well, okay. Well, how, how does it depend on the news? Uh, I feel like if it's a tragedy, I would rather have Selma Hayek telling me because I think she would do like a great like soothing, oh, it's okay, kind of voice. Right. I don't think I'd hear a word I, she same, said to me. Same, I was just going to say that. She'd be like, oh my God, Selma Hayek's talking to me. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. and then uh, Seth Rogen, what type of... If it's something I think we're going to laugh about later, you know? I would love to have his laugh included, like imprinted in my brain as part of the memory. Uh, okay. Because okay. he's, got, he's got a great laugh. Absolutely. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think I can do a Rogan laugh. He's like he's <laughs> like eight octaves deeper than yeah. that. It's very gravelly. Yeah. Uh, very I gravelly. do want to go see the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Uh, I heard you're going. I, I am going to go. I don't have tickets yet, but I'm trying to uh, take uh, take the God Kids. Yeah. It looks, I saw another trailer for it. I finally saw Barbie, and then once again saw that trailer for uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It just looks awesome. It looks cool. And the cast is incredible. And it looks pretty funny, so yeah. go check that it's out. So Seth Rogen. Yeah. Uh, okay. What do you got? Uh, my, my celebrity, it's the late, great Pee Wee Herman. I mean, maybe because he's top of the brain, but yeah. God, it would be great to get bad news from Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> In character, Full of course. Full character? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just like, it would just go down so much easier. Uh, R.I.P. Pee Wee. Yeah. You, you were a huge Pee Wee Herman. Loved yeah. Pee Wee. Paul Rubens, uh, yeah, like... Just a, an absolute original. Loved him. Yep. All right. Uh, last one. And it's a pants update. That's oh, right. More than a update. month ago. <laughs> one of the weirder questions we've ever had on uh, Should um, I Rapid buy these Fire. pants? Yeah. That the I solicited some advice from you guys. That's good. And uh, I basically wanted to know if I should purchase a pair of large pocket cargo paratrooper pants. And the verdict was a resounding, hell yeah, get the damn pants. Yep. Uh, which was good because I had already ordered them. Well, here's the update. Still haven't received them. Whoa. It's been well over a month. It's been a long time. I've sent them two emails. Really? I'm getting some broken English back. Oh, this, they're very nice pants. They're very popular. <laughs> Don't worry. They're coming. Can't keep them in stock. Sorry. <laughs> That's right. Uh, be patient, sir. They're telling me. Anyway, here's the question. What's the longest you waited for something that ended up being totally worth it? Skates. Oh, uh, my sappy answer is getting a dog. Mm. No doubt. Getting sweet Luna in my life. There she is there she with is. Gunther. <laughs> that's her new friend on the left there. I think that's uh that might be Gemma there in the back, but uh yeah. Never had a dog growing up. Gunther. Always wanted one. 
uh, and then lived in Toronto for a long time, but in small condos, and it's like, eh, it didn't feel like the right place to have a dog, but of course, having one over these last three years, we nearly had Luna for three years. Wow. Uh, this September uh, will be our anniversary, so getting a dog. And my other answer to this is um, waiting so long to finally start up and watch what we do in the shadows. Mm. Oh my God. This show <laughs> is hilarious. Yes. And I loved the movie. Watched it when it came out, like obviously a long time ago. Yeah. Knew there was a television show, but I think people did a poor job telling me about this show. I told you about this Yeah, but show. like you downplayed it too much. Did like, I? I thought, honestly, in my head that this show was like a like um like a CBS sitcom. Right. Like a real watered down version right. of obviously the movie. Right. So I didn't realize that this was an FX full like you know swearing yeah. like mature subject matter and like how goddamn funny this show is Nora and I are now ripping through it we're already up to like season we're almost at season five yeah and what I love about the show is every two or three episodes my favorite character changes it's like I'm I'm like oh Laszlo is the funniest yeah. by far or Nadia is the funniest by right. far or Colin Robinson is the fun- it's like amazing like yeah. every couple episodes it changes so uh and yeah, they, they do a good job of bringing new people in. Like Kristen Schaal comes yeah, in and she's yeah. great. And, oh, yeah, and then um, what's uh, what's the devious guy who's playing that guy? Uh, oh. the, you love this comedian. Um, oh, my God. I'm drawing a blank. Jermaine? No, no. He, well, yeah, he they they appear. Yeah. Oh, my God. Somebody on the stream team tell me. He's a popular. Oh, he's a big mouth guy. A Nick Kroll. Nick, Kroll. Oh, Nick, Kroll. Nick Kroll. Yeah, of course, nice. of course. Yeah, Such yeah. a funny character. Yeah, with the hat. Oh, and God. and I also love the show. It's like you obviously can just plop on any episode and like whatever. Like you can pick it up where it is. But there's like so many funny callbacks and right. stuff like that. So <laughs> anyway, I'm all in on it. It's it's been worth the wait. And now we just get to like rip through all these seasons. And that they're way. still making them, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 As far so as what we do in the shadows and getting a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Great answers. Worth the wait. Uh, Trey. Uh, for me, it was seeing Dead & Company in 2021. They didn't tour in 2020 because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. obviously. I'd missed the tours a couple of years previous, either for NBA Finals-related reasons or they just didn't come to Atlanta uh, for whatever reason. So Raleigh, North Carolina, 2021, they were back, played Touch of Grey. Uh, the very first song, We Will Get By, We Will Survive, very fitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, great times. Great times with Larry and Woody. And you've seen them how many times since then? I saw them two times after that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm. And in theory, they're they're done. They're, they're done. Are that they? Are they? Yeah. I mean, Johnny Mayer is putting up Instagrams like the day after, saying we just don't have a next show scheduled. We're still a band. <laughs> <laughs> did they call it the final tour in 2023? Yeah, yeah, yeah they did. Yeah. <laughs> this is the equivalent of someone uh, dying in the Fast and Furious. <laughs> exactly. Uh, this is my Lee Ellis uh, <laughs> going to Elton John's. Yeah. Final, <laughs> final tour every yeah. two seasons. Yeah, exactly. Two seasons. <laughs> yeah, except that the members of the dead can literally die, but the band won't. Die. Yeah, that's the problem. So that's the problem. It, it feels more final. On. All right, JD, take us home. Yeah, I mean, other than these pants, which I'm sure (laughs) are going to be very, very worth it. Right. uh, Waiting to move to Atlanta. Do you remember how excruciatingly long that was and whether or not it was actually going to happen? Right. That was just really... From the time where it became like a germ of an idea, it's like, are we actually going to do this to actually moving here? Was a very long time, but 100% worth it, I would say. Yes, yes, yes. So... So Some bumps nice. in the road. Oh my god! Of I course. mean, remember when we remember when we first came and had the uh, real estate guy <laughs> show us as an entire group. Yeah, Quincy, Quincy. Quincy in his tiny car. <laughs> yeah, 
And it's like, it's like, I mean, I get it just for like, I guess showing more neighborhoods and stuff. Yeah. But it was like, I remember after that, it was like, everybody's like, are we doing yeah. the right thing here? Like, what the, where the hell is he showing us? Did we even see a place that uh, anybody liked? I don't uh, think so. Nope. But uh, think so. we got there in the end. Totally worth the wait. <laughs> We're still here. We're still here, 10 years We're later. Tired. Almost coming up on our 10-year anniversary yeah. in Atlanta. That wow. is insane. Oh, yeah. September, I guess. Yeah. Yep. End of September. September, big month for me. Anniversary of getting a dog. <laughs> anniversary of moving here. That's big time. Anything else? Uh, Joe Mandy's uh, performing in Athens. <laughs> That's big. <laughs> I'm sure you had that down on the well, list. Well, I'm, I'm sort of upset by that. I'm not going to be here. Uh, I'm going to be in Italy. Uh, yeah, he's here while I'm gone. I was, I was very bumped. Where is he playing? Is he playing in Atlanta or is he in Athens? Uh, maybe he's Atlanta. Okay. He's in Atlanta, City Winery. Yeah, that's Oh, funny. really? Okay. Yeah, JoeMandy.com for your tickets. <laughs> Just do us a promo. Hell yeah. <laughs> I like that. Uh, oh, that'd be a great show. Uh, all right, that's Rapid Fire. That's another drop podcast. I got to remind you to not only go listen to No Butts, like I told you off the top of the show, but there is a new Is This Good podcast up. It's the great beyond. It's JD and Matty O chopping it up. And I guess you guys did... Um, Almost like a mini film session for the latest Mission Impossible. That's exactly that yes, that's exactly right. At the end of the show, so because there's spoilers in it, we waited till the very end of the show and we break it down for. I think we go for about 25 minutes. Wow! On Mission Impossible Seven, uh, dead retconning. That's what uh, Matt uh, called it. Uh, I thought that was really good. <laughs> okay. Okay. Great. <laughs> And uh, I think he said, I started this one, he said off the top that he was going to see Barbie and yeah. that he has tickets for Oppenheimer. He has tickets for Oppenheimer. He's going. I think he saw Barbie last night uh, and he wrote me into seeing it. So now we're going to talk about Barbie next week. I, 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 you, yeah, you should obviously I def- see it. Yeah, yeah, I want to see it for yeah. sure. But, uh, uh, okay, I got it. So I've seen now uh, Oppenheimer and Barbie. Now I got to go see Mission Impossible. Yeah, you it's have still to. in theaters, right? Yeah, yep. okay. I think so. Okay, we're good. Yeah, we're good. come on, we got to save this thing. It's uh, not doing well. Yeah, Oppenheimer and Barbie just well, I mean, swooped in. Poor timing there on Tom's part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I kicked guess. him out of the IMAX theaters, right? Yeah, yep. and uh, I thought Mission Impossible was always more of a late summer uh, release too. I thought they generally did that. But, hey, uh, I would argue that Oppenheimer should be an Oscar seasony thing anyway, in like September or October. <laughs> okay, so just throwing that out. There. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. That fly nearly sat right on my computer there. Still going. Uh, So anyway, go listen to The Great Beyond. That's in the Is This Good uh, podcast and YouTube feed. Mm -hmm. And uh, coming up on Monday, and we will have it in no dunks, here it is, ladies and gentlemen. This was the special guest that we were teasing. Matteo and JD, they got Cam Stewart from the old score days. Swim up, bar, looking good. Feeling good. Wow. Swim up, bar, looking good. Oh my Wait, goodness! Drop you guys, that, you had drops during Cam's. Yeah, we played. Uh, we played some of his uh, classic drops oh. and then got him to like to break re- them down. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Cam Stewart is on. Is this good? Coming Monday again in the ITG feed, or we'll also have it here in No Dunks because like. How could we not? Yeah, exactly. I am so excited for That's this. It's going to be great. I can't, <laughs> can't tell you how excited I am to hear Matteo and JD talk I, to you. I honestly don't think I say two words in this. Like, you just wind them up and you let yeah, them go. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah it's, it's <laughs> That's the best. That's where the gold comes from. <laughs> exactly. That's where the stories about, like, neighbors smelling like cabbage comes from. Yeah. And, like, all of his best hits. Yeah. I can't uh, believe you played him his clips. <laughs> he probably, yeah. I mean, like, the guy talks all the time. He's like, <laughs> that's a 
<laughs> that's awesome. That's very like Chris Farley show uh, to me. Yeah, yeah totally. remember that time you said unjustified? <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> did, did he? Did he have a favorite? Like without the spoiling? swim up bar was was uh, was definitely evoked the the favorite memory. Oh yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> All right, can't wait. Is this good on Monday? And then we'll be back here in the Classic Factory on Tuesday. Jerome will be joining us uh, live from Toronto. We're going to do another episode of Squad, the show where we're the GMs and we get to drafting. And uh, we're going to have a fun basketball angle to this one. We're going to be drafting the perfect player Mm. in five different categories. Real Frankenstein type type stuff. So that'll be on Tuesday. So make sure you subscribe. Make sure you leave your boys a five-star rating and review. And uh, we will see you next week with uh, some gold content starting the week there with Cam. Uh, I don't know how we're going to top that, but we'll try. Thanks for joining us here, though. Hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe. Until Monday, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, we got a fly flying around, and I'm taking a risk here, JD, but it looks like that camera is pointed at a dog that's been sleeping in the corner. He moved. (laughs) (laughs) So there are his legs. There's those paws. Oh, there he is. There's the That's a sleepy dog. (laughs) Oh, he nearly got the fly. Brace the day, people. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.